0: What's up church planters and all you fans of church planting, my name is Jared Huntley and I'm with my good friend and fellow planter in arms, Matt Hess, and you guys are listening to In the Trenches, a podcast by everyday church planters for the everyday church planter. So whether you're a lead church planter or you're on a church planting team or you're just a fan of church planting, then this podcast is for those of you who want to get in the trenches and advance the kingdom of God. What's up, Matt?
1: What's going on, my brother?
0: Good. How you doing, my Canadian friend?
1: <laughs> We're doing good, man. We're that's doing good. good. It's a nice day today. We've had some good weather the past few days.
0: What's the temperature like?
1: Uh dude, I have no idea. That's a good question. I have no idea. When I ask you what your temperature is like there, I'll check mine. What's uh, your weather
0: like? Uh let's see. Yesterday was like 97 and today, I don't know. I haven't been outside yet today. It's still the morning, so
1: So so I said it's warm today. Guess what the high is
0: here today? We're like 78.
1: Uh, close. 74, 74, 75,
0: 75. 75. Wow. Yeah. So the high today is going to be 93. It's 87 right now. Uh, Oklahoma
1: has had a big time heat. Like they've been under heat advisory. They've been in the low hundreds and stuff.
0: Although it's about to cool off this weekend. It's supposed to be like 80 and 79 is the high on Saturday and Sunday. So I'm looking forward to that because it's been a hot summer here in DC
1: dude i love i love the weather up here it's like i've lived all over the world and i like the weather in canada the, i'm a winter guy though i like the cold you do yeah i've always liked it i don't like shoveling the snow uh but i'm gonna make the kids do it, it not this year they're getting old enough isaac go. started up a, a lawn care business so i figured he can add snow shoveling into his repertoire sure he
0: can well um yeah i don't like the uh uh the cold i don't like the winter you guys
1: I, get it there too man it's got they got pretty rough winters we, in dc we
0: do but it doesn't last like six months like it does in canada it just lasts that's too true. long man that's the that's the hard part about the winters up there is they just they're so long so, uh
1: no i agree i mean it does get to after a while it's like enough already yeah
0: i like having yeah, the seasons sure. though i mean I, it is nice to have you know a season of snow and you know a fall and a spring and all that Ooh. stuff so
1: well, there's been like there's been two places I've lived where they have the most beautiful autumn weather, and I love the falls up here. They're really pretty. Yeah. Um, but the falls in DC are really nice too. You guys are gonna really enjoy that. Go to man, go down to Georgetown and walk and stuff. That's beautiful out there, man. The yeah, fall. Man.
0: When are you coming? In? Are you gonna come in the fall? Come visit me. Uh, <laughs> ah. <yeah.
1: laughs> <Ooh>. Well. Well. <laughs> I, I don't love it that much. No, I, no, we definitely want to get up there, man. I think what, what did we talk about before you guys moved? We talked about coming up there next summer, I think.
0: That long, I thought you were talking about coming sooner than that, but all right. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, man, it's a, it's a busy fall. Yeah, I would love to. Though, no, I know. man.
0: it's busy for us too, man. We're it's already kind of getting getting crazy with all the stuff we've got. I think I'm traveling a lot in the fall, uh, already, yeah. so yeah. But we'll make it happen soon.
1: Hey, are you guys doing? Um, you know, next year, um, are you guys gonna? Are you guys gonna go to the Syn uh, Network Gathering in New York City? Yes, we are. Perfect. Are you gonna be there? No, I will not. Oh, I'm, but our, ours is in Calgary. Yeah.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to the one in in, in New York, so that'd be.
1: You could take an Amtrak from DC to there.
0: Yep, that's probably what we're gonna do.
1: I think it's like three hours or four mm-hmm. hours,
0: if I remember. Yeah, that's probably exactly what we're gonna do. So it'll be fun. Cool, man. Yeah, and we're actually going up uh, a few days early, I think, for a Peturian project thing, and then we're gonna nice. stay on, or either early or late. Like we're, I think we're either staying longer or we're staying or we're going up earlier. I can't remember. So yeah, it'd be fun. So cool dude what are we yeah. talking about today well you know one of the one of the most frustrating and difficult things in church planting for a church planter can uh, be the children's ministry um, what? yes um believe it or I not believe it or not uh children's ministry can be quite difficult uh when it comes to church planting why yeah. matt Please tell me why is it so stinking hard to develop a children's ministry in a church plant?
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I knew, if I knew that man, I make a lot of money um, selling it to church planners that don't have no money to buy the book. Well, I didn't uh, ask
0: you. I, I didn't ask you what's the solution. I just asked you why it's so hard.
1: Why it's so hard? I, that's a yeah, man. I think it's so hard for for multiple reasons. I you know, p- part of it is uh, you know people don't, people, people don't see the value in it. I think, Mm -hmm. I think that, um, a lot of times people just say, Oh, oh, somebody else will do that. Mm -hmm. You know, some, somebody else will take care of that. Um, you know, lack of willing volunteers is the number one. I mean, volunteers who say like, I just don't, it's not my thing. You know, I, I I don't, I'm I'm not really good with kids or I don't really, I don't really see myself doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's a bunch of different reasons, man, but I think a lot of it gets back to that. Yeah. Um, lack of emphasis in the beginning, you have to really, from the very beginning of your church plan, I think you have to really say, we need these people, Mm -hmm. you know, and and like it's getting increasingly more difficult as well, because back in the day, man, it's like, Hey, you want to work with kids? Yeah, sure. You know, throw them in the nursery or whatever. But now rightfully so there's background checks and security checks. Mm -hmm. And like, I know in Canada, like our children's ministry director was telling me the other day, um, our insurance. They have a policy where they have to be attending our church for six months before they can step into that volunteer role. Really? Yes. Wow. So it and and, and most insurance companies is a year. Wow. And so you you take that man, and I'm I'm probably like 99% sure that the majority of church planners are probably not following that policy in Canada.
0: I uh, yeah um, I I have a feeling that you're right. Church planners are listening to this right now. They're going, mm, "I'm not doing that." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the government sees you. Yeah.
1: Um, but no, I I think it's yeah, and you know, you put on here too the vision. I I think like you ha- you have to have somebody man that's that's really passionate about kids and mm-hmm. it can't just be like a babysitting thing where we're going to babysit these kids for 30 minutes or 45 minutes whenever the adults are doing real church. Yeah you need a vision near behind it. Somebody that says like, no, man, we want to, we want these kids to give their life to Christ. We want to teach them how to follow Christ and we, they deserve to learn how to make disciples just like their moms and dads do. Yep. And so, yeah, I think there's a lot of reasons, but I would probably start with those.
0: Yeah. I definitely think that, uh, I I really do think that the biggest reason is because, um, you know, we can give it lip service and say like, oh, you know, the kids report and let the children come to me. But the reality is, is that I, I think it gets ignored because we don't actually believe that. Um, yeah. we, we do think that it's not as important as, you know, my sermon, you know, as low, so when I say we, I mean like the planter. Right. So the planter yeah, yeah. is a planter. We're ty- typically focused on, you know, the Sunday morning service. And, you know, kids ministry is kind of a thing where we can just get the kids out of there so that they're not screaming when I'm trying to preach, you know, because we definitely want everybody to hear my incredible, you know, sermon and my amazing illustrations, because that's what's going to transform their lives is if they just hear that. And God forbid, I got these babies screaming, right? While people are trying to listen to the word of God. So, you know, I know I'm being a little bit facetious and, you know, um, exaggerating sort of, but it's, But maybe, but yeah, maybe like, but maybe not, maybe that's, you know, if we were to really get down to the root of our, you know, our sinful, you know, hearts, like a lot of times that's really our line of thinking. Um, It's like, we wouldn't ever say, uh, and I don't think any, I don't, I don't know of any church planner that actually believes that children's ministry doesn't matter. I think we know it matters, Um, but we just don't have a conviction to really do something about it. Um, Hey, listen, man,
1: we, we are this is a timely episode for us even because, you know, like we, we have, you know, a children's ministry director. She, she does a great job. She's, she's gifted and all those kinds of things. But man, we, we have found ourselves like, you know, we've sent out a lot of people over the past year. So we are in a volunteer deficit, man, with our kids ministry. And like, so much so, you know, how summers are in Canada. Mm -hmm. I mean, people just like, they put a like C in four months sign on their door, yeah. you know? And, I and, love, um, I love that. Yeah. It's like, um, I'm not going to be available for the next four months basically. It's like, so oh, great. Thanks. Yeah, man. So we essentially shut down our kids church for the month of August wow. and we, we just brought all the kids into, um, into the service and we've been mm-hmm. doing some kid friendly stuff and everything. Um, but yeah, man. And, and like, I talked to other church planners, they have the same problem. It's like, you know i remind our team all the time these these problems aren't isolated to us it's just hard because especially up here people go to the cottage and you know trying to schedule and you have to have certain ratios of kids versus adults and all that kind of thing and so it it becomes very very difficult and i'm convinced that it's not that we don't have the people i mean we have the people Mm -hmm. it's that people don't see the value in doing it yep so back to your original question, people, you know, I mean, I'm talking about like people with kids, bro. Mm-hmm. Like people with kids are like, why can't we get, why, why is there problems with workers? Mm-hmm. Well, like, can you be a worker? Yeah, <laughs> like, can exactly. you do it? I mean, like you've got kids, you right. know? So it's like, but they don't see it. Yeah. They see it as somebody else mm-hmm. doing it. And man, I've.
0: Well, it's cause I'm I mean, I here. I'm not called to that. You know, that's what I hear I'm a lot of times. To that. that I'm not called to that. saw a gift, but you know, I think a lot, like I told, uh, we had a church planning interest meeting last night, and yeah. one of the things I talked about was, you know, you know, one of the ways to get vol- uh, plugged in is, you know, volunteering, and I, and one of our values at our church is selfless service, and I told him, you know, yeah. you want an opportunity to demonstrate that value, get involved in kids ministry because most, yeah, it's not, it's not most people's first choice, you know, yeah, uh, it it takes a little bit of humility to bring yourself down to the level of a child, right? Because yeah. you're not. I mean, you know, you're not like, yeah, it's just not the most glamorous job, you know, like wiping snotty noses and wrangling, you know, kids that are running around and being unruly and, you know, yeah. teaching, you know, Bible stories with very simple concepts that to you, you're like, oh, I already, you know, know this, I've heard this before. Like, none of that is is glamorous, but it's all like about laying your life down and serving it's actually you know in a lot of ways probably the most jesusy thing that we could possibly do on a sunday morning like when you really think about it like i'm convicting myself like maybe i just need to stop preaching and go serve in the children's ministry you know for a sunday or two or something like that but
1: dude i you know um yeah i mean i've had the same thought before you know just to kind of set the example it's it's sometimes that's tough to do, obviously, sure. but, um, you know, but as a lead pastor, not because we don't see the value in it, but just because other responsibilities on Sundays, but, but like, yeah, dude, I, you know, it's, it's really, it's really not hard. I mean, that's the thing for me where I look at our people and I'm like, dude, we have the bodies for this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wh- why aren't you doing this? And that's what it comes back down to. Um, I, I, I think, and and here's the thing with volunteers like if, if you would just get 20 30 people to say yeah I'll take a turn mm-hmm. it's like once every 2 months or once every 6 weeks yep like it's not hard nope. you know so Shouldn't anyways be.
0: yeah and i i think that you know again it's uh, it's not just a church planner you know problem so it's not just you know the planner's no, no, fault like it's it's, not. it's really it's a church wide thing because yeah. you know it's a heart problem though uh i i like I really, like, let me make that clear. Like, I I really believe that this is a heart issue. It's not a volunteer issue. It's not a I need more people issue. It's not a we need to do better at announcements issue or we need to restructure our children's ministry. I think the very first place we need to look on this is it's a heart issue and there's a heart check. And so, like... Man, and I think that that's why guys struggle to turn around, you know, turn things around and develop a children's ministry because they miss that. They're trying to tinker with, you know, the ministry and how it's structured, everything like that, and and the whole time, you know, the heart's kind of being ignored. And so I think we got to start there.
1: Yeah, man. People, people that people that don't serve or don't volunteer in in one way or another, like something's wrong. You know, I mean, something's like wrong spiritually if they don't see the value in like taking a turn and using their gifts to like advance the kingdom of the local church, like that they call their church. Like there's something, there's something not right there. Right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And but so it's
1: not, but you, yeah. but I didn't want to say, you know, you said it's not just for church plants and it's so true, man. I mean, like established churches have this same problem as well. Mm-hmm. And there, there could be other reasons like systems aren't in place and all that kind of stuff. But back to what you said, it's a heart problem, man. Mm-hmm. It's a heart problem.
0: And we'll talk about some practical things that you can do, you know, like that maybe yeah. you're just not doing here, you know, later in the episode. But, but I yeah. I, I, think, again, we've got to start here because uh, if you don't start here, then it doesn't really matter what practical steps you take. And, yeah, you know, what, and here's the deal, like, when, you know, you've got this heart problem and so you've got, you know, issues with children's ministry, it leads to to other issues in the life of your church plant. Cause so one of the things that's going to happen is the volunteers that you do have, it's going to lead to volunteer burnout. So you're going to end up overusing and overtaxing the ones that are willing to serve. Uh, and you know, you know, they're just going to become exhausted. Um, and a lot of times, you know, they'll, you know, just, decide to step away or, you know, they'll want to take a break or something like that. Um, a lot of times that can be your own wife when it comes to church planners. Unfortunately, a lot of times the solution for their children's ministry is my wife will lead it. My wife will do it. Um, yeah. Even if he's never actually asked her if she's particularly interested in doing so. Uh, right. Talk Once you talk about the danger of that, Matt, have you seen, you seen a lot of that?
1: Yeah. I mean, like in the beginning stages, especially like if you're a parachute planner, you, you know, your wife is going to typically end up doing your kids ministries. I think that, you know, um, somebody has to do it. So you have this mindset of like somebody has to do it. And if it's their gift, then that's fine. It's their giftings and they want to do it. And I mean, I've seen church plans that grow to eight hundred thousand fifteen hundred. And the wife is still either the director of the children's ministries or she is very heavily involved in the children's ministry. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. That's her heart. That's her desire. That's how she sees her gifts and she wants to do it, but that's not the case for every church planner's wife. So, you know, most of the time, um, you know, they say, well, my wife will do it and that's okay if that's her gifts and she desires and she wants to do that. If that's not her gifts and that's not her desires, you have to look at what, okay, this is a temporary solution. And the other thing too, is you have to see, does your wife along with you, do you, I mean, can you help her? Does she have the gifts to cast vision towards that ministry? Mm -hmm. Does she have the gifts to build it up and to grow it up and to recruit volunteers Mm -hmm. and all those kinds of things?
0: Yep, for sure. So, um, Matt, I I think one of the things that might be helpful is for us to maybe share kind of a little bit of our experience and our church plants, uh, you know, just with children's ministry, um, so I know for, for me, it's been the tale of two churches, you know, kind of, uh, it's been, uh, not, it's been, there's been challenges in both, but definitely was way different in Oshawa than it is in DC. Um, in fellowship Oshawa, Jen, you know, my wife, uh, basically was leading that, uh, planning it, doing most of the work for it. Um, but we also didn't have that many kids, so it was tough to get, you know, traction. Like we would do, uh, you know, we did summer camps and stuff. So like you would always, we would always start to get more kids, you know, like towards the end of the summer after we did all these camps and back to school, you know, giveaways and things like that. And so, uh, you know, you tended to have more kids coming during those times. Um, and you know, not all of those families always stuck for a variety of reasons. Um, but you know, one of the challenges, uh, was that, you know, people, uh, you know, we're reticent to want to serve on a frequent basis in kids because they had to miss the service, right? Uh, yeah. So that's one of the things, one of the common complaints that I heard was, you know, yeah. not want to miss the service, uh, which I get. You know, I, you know, you don't want somebody like having to be in kids' church three out of four weeks, you know, or something like that, missing yeah. the service. Yeah. Um, but then here at Pillar DC, um, Jen has not had to lead the kids' ministry. We've actually got, a, you know, a, a, a lay uh, volunteer who, you know, she's, you know, leading it and doing a good job. And, you know, she's got some, you know, experience. We don't have a, like a ton of kids relative to uh, the size of our church here either, really. Uh, we're a pretty young church. Um, but, uh, we're still, you know, again, facing that, like we are constantly needing more volunteers, um, because it's kind of the same issue here, you know, like, even though we've got more people, uh, there's still like, uh, you know, this resistance to want to, you know, volunteer in kids ministry and kind of hear the same things yeah. like, well, I'm not called to that, you know, et cetera.
1: But I will <laughs> yeah. say
0: it's been getting better. Like we're starting to see those volunteers pick up here.
1: Yeah, no, that's good, man. Well, I think for us it was, it was, uh, fairly, you know, similar, um, you know, when we started, I mean, we, we started with, we have three kids of our own. And Erica would build a lot of relationships with other parents and with kids and stuff like that. And so it always just felt really natural for her to start our children's ministry. I would say this, like to planners, like it is a high trust level position, you know? So like who you ask to kind of lead that ministry, they need to be, they need to be top notch in my opinion. Like Mm -hmm. they need to be, they need to be some people who are all into your vision and stuff. I, I think, especially in the beginning, if you're going to have a children's, We'll talk more about this, but if you're going to have a children's church type program and nursery and all that kind of stuff, you got to have somebody that's a little organized, that has a vision for it, that wants to help these kids grow in Christ. Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of just like, let's babysit the kids. Like I want even things that we do like as a network, I always try to encourage planners. Like if you're doing like an alpha group or something else, I mean, don't just have like a babysitter have like a program of Mm -hmm. some sort like where you're teaching them these simple Bible stories, something like that. But then, yeah, as we grew, we were blessed at Fellowship Pickering. Um, we had a, a a partner that wanted, um, that sent up a, a a young woman and she was worked with another church and it didn't work out there. So she came over to our side and she started working with us and she did a good job. And then, Um, The Lord brought our current children's ministry director, Kelly Wilson, uh, from the harvest into the church. She gave her life to Christ and began to be discipled. And, um, you know, after a couple of years, you know, we hired her as our children's ministry director. Mm -hmm. So, um, and she does a great job. So that's kind of been our story with it.
0: Yeah, man, that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, I, I love how you know just that Kelly's story. The you know the children's director there at Fellowship Pickering, how you know she came to Christ at Fellowship Pickering and she was baptized there, discipled there, raised up from the harvest, and now and she does an incredible job of leading the kids ministry there. I you know uh, we my wife and I know Kelly really well, and you know are friends yeah. with her, and so it's been pretty cool to see that happened. And, you know, so I, I guess as a little aside for guys wondering like, man, I wish I had a children's ministry director and I just don't know where to find one. And Hey, you know, start by looking in the harvest, you know, their yeah. children's ministry director may be right there in your neighborhood and they just don't know Jesus yet. And so, yeah. you know, that's a very real possibility.
1: We always say, you know, they're all in the harvest. We just right. got to, find it. but you know, but even, I mean, it's, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a, I think it's an ongoing I think it's an ongoing challenge, you know, that you have to, you know, I don't want to jump the gun here about how we fix it, but you know, one thing that we've been talking a lot about is, you know, how much are we praying, you know, for these workers? How much are we praying for new volunteers? How much are we praying for God to change their hearts? Mm -hmm. If it is a heart issue, then we've got to start with prayer. We've got to ask the Lord to change their hearts help them to see that this is not somebody's ministry. This is all of our ministry. Mm -hmm. So like, how do we do that? And, you know, it's also a challenge too, because especially when you're not a mega church, you know, we have other ministries that have to be run. Mm -hmm. So you have guest services and worship and arts and, and, um, you know, spiritual formation and tear down Mm -hmm. and set up and all these kinds of things. And so you've got to be careful, not just to cater to everything, trying to get everybody into one ministry, because there's a tension you wrestle with that some people you probably don't want in your kids ministry. Um, you know, if they're not passionate about kids, they're not going to be on time for meetings. They're not going to be on time. They're not going to be prepared. So it is a vision thing. You have Mm -hmm. to pray and ask the Lord to bring people who, See it. Who are passionate
0: about it, bro? Right, you just you just said something that that I want to circle back to. That I think is so important. That you know when it when it comes to you know like, are you praying and you know are you even fasting for you know God to 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 bring you those volunteers and to bring you that person who can help lead the children's ministry. And again, this kind of goes back to our first original point here. You're probably not going to do that if you're just looking for, you know, like Mac Lake always says, looking for somebody to turn your ministry widget, you know, yeah. like if you're just looking for somebody to plug in because you, you know, you need a kid's ministry. Cause that's just what, that's what you do. You know, every church has a kid's ministry. And so we need somebody to watch the kids. And so I just need somebody who can do that. So I don't have to worry about it anymore as a planter. And I can focus on the things I want to focus on. There's a, yeah. that's, that I, that's not going to drive you to your knees. <laughs> That will not drive you to your knees in desperate prayer. What will is when God breaks your heart for the children that are at your church and the children that are in your neighborhood and and gives you a burden and a desire for parents to be equipped to be able to disciple their children at home. And you have an earnest desire and and a a conviction in your heart that this matters because it matters to Jesus. Because Jesus said, let the little children come to me. This matters to me. And that'll drive you to your knees in prayer and fasting, and that may be the reason that many of us don't have the volunteers that we need right now, or don't have that children director because we we you have not because you ask not. We haven't been going to our knees in prayer.
1: That's right, you know, and 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 what we do is we get when we do get those volunteers, we're like, all right, you know, we have these volunteers, we have this quote unquote program that we're running now, and then you know, but anybody that's ever been in church life knows like that's not going to be your reality forever. Mm-mm. You're going to lose volunteers, yep. man. And, and if you're ascending church, if you're a multiplying church, that's just part of what we do. You're going to lose kids workers. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose leaders. You're going to lose people. And it, yeah, it has to, we, we, it has to bring us back to a sense of urgency where we say, dude, you know, going back to those God sized prayers, man, God, if you don't bring these people, like we can't do this ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so yeah, you have to be really dependent on God.
0: Yeah, that's right. So what are some, you know, practical steps, uh, aside from, you know, beginning to have a conviction that this matters, um, to God. And so it should matter to us. And aside from, you know, like, uh, in response to that, getting on our knees in prayer, what, what are some practical ways? Like, what did you guys do? For example, at Fellowship Pickering to begin to like build that children's ministry up?
1: Well, I think like you you have to communicate vision with it. You have to, you have to let people see that this is important. Um, you know, in the beginning, we used to check kids in like right when they arrived. Mm -hmm. So we would check all kids in zero to like 12 into the kids. They wouldn't even come into, for lack of better terms, the sanctuary, Mm -hmm. um, for the adult worship service. And then I kind of just was praying i felt led that that needed to change and so um we started checking in kids um zero to three goes straight to the nursery but like four to 12 comes into worship and they worship alongside mom and dad Mm -hmm. and then we dismiss the kids to kids church um so we kind of started to shift a little bit and then the first sunday of every month we have what we call family fellowship sunday where we bring in all the kids. So like, except for the babies that we keep the nursery open all the time, but the, the kids are, we want the kids to come in. We try to involve them in the service. We have a sermon kids guide and activity sheets where if they fill it out and they ask a question, then, you know, they get a treat afterwards and, you know, and um, they ask me a question or our children's ministry director. And, you know, it's just a way of like, including them and involving them more into the life of the service. Yeah, That's kind of, that's kind of how we, that's kind of one of the things that we did. Um, but you gotta, it's children's ministry is something that never stops. Mm-hmm. Like you just have to keep on. And man, I'll say this. It might not be for everybody. It might not be for every church. You have to discern like my sending church, our sending church, man, it's, it's a good sized church. Like they killed kids church. Mm. They, they just, they just decided like, Now, they did theirs from a vision perspective. Mm -hmm. It wasn't necessarily because they couldn't have volunteers. They struggle with volunteers, though, even as as a big church. But they felt like they wanted to be – they shifted to a family discipleship model in the life of their church, and they wanted all kids in there. So it's like – I think the – I think they did away with kids' church altogether. Mm -hmm. So I think they have nursery up to four, I think, and then like – yeah, I think – it might be maybe five or six, but anyways, they don't have kids church anymore. Oh. All the kids come into the service. They have sermon guides. They have family discussion guides that they send out, I think, on Sunday nights mm-hmm. for the families to walk through throughout the week. Uh, but that was a big decision that they made. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a big being decision. a big being a big established church. Yep. And sometimes sometimes you have to listen to the Lord. Mm-hmm. You can't get any volunteers. Nobody wants it. Maybe you're in a life. Maybe you're in a season of life. of Your church. Yep where you bring all the kids in so i but the reason why we we haven't done that is because it, when you have a lot of kids in your service it's not a i'm not i'm not saying it's a bad thing it's a good thing or whatever but you know it is challenging if if you're reaching lost people mm-hmm. and lost people come and you want them to hear the gospel without distraction yep. and their kids are pulling on them and so and kids don't know how to sit in the service or whatever it might be. So, I know all the pushback and arguments against that and I and I agree with most of them mm-hmm. actually. I just being in it now for for, you know, 7 years in the church planning world, it's a it's a real problem. We've seen it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think And I know
1: you and I know you have being out of fellowship, Aswu.
0: Oh boy. Tell me about it. Yeah, we did. So, I think the the last thing I'll say too, just a practical, uh, you know, for church planners who are like wanting to start building up, you know, your children's ministry. If you want to get volunteers on a practical level, then you need to have a very clear like pipeline um, and a pathway for people yeah. to take. So, like, you know, how are you know what. Make it very clear and easy to people how they can get involved. So, how do they apply? You know, what steps do they need to take to be, you know, ready? So, for us, like we've got a, I think it's like a five step process where they would submit a volunteer interest form. Then they have a phone interview with our children's director. Uh, Then, after that, we would, you know, they would give us permission to run a background check. We'd run the background check when that was approved. Then they would be scheduled for their first week of uh, training where they would shadow somebody. There's three weeks of training that they actually would be. like uh with somebody uh before we would like cut them loose on their own and so we've got that very clear process laid out and we tell them that from the very beginning and so people know okay here's here's the pathways what it looks like and then they can decide yes i can do that or no i can't if you don't have that uh and it's just kind of this ambiguous like you know you know thing that nobody really knows exactly how to get involved you're just standing up there from the front saying hey we need more kids volunteers uh you're probably not going to get very many people doing it that way so
1: yeah that's exactly right that's a good word you know, it's like they, they always say, um, you know, there's no, you know, the uh, there's no silver bullets. Nope. You know, it's like we, we're we not going to get up there and make this statement. And then like all oh, masses of people are going to flock to the kids ministry table no, no. to sign up. You know, it's it's a vision thing. It's a person. I would say this. too. It's a personal invitation thing. Mm-hmm. Personally invite people. Don't think because you make an announcement that you need more nursery workers that you know, you're know you going to be flooded with applications. Nope. It just doesn't work that way.
0: It doesn't. I wish it did, but it doesn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did too. Yeah.
0: Well, hey, man, it was good. Um, I know that we got we to gotta jump off, but uh, we want to thank our listeners for listening to another episode of In the Trenches. Make sure you head on over to www.getinthetrenches.com and you can find links to our other episodes there. You can also find the show notes. And if you want to reach out to Matt or myself, if you got any more questions about children's ministry, maybe the way uh, we've done things, we're happy to share anything that we've done. Any way we can help you guys, that's what we're here for. We just want to serve and bless church planters. Um, so we're gonna be back next Monday with another episode of In the Trenches. So until then, go out there and get in those trenches, church planters.